This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Approaching seven minutes after 7 a.m. on this Sunday morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, we now know the city of Victoria has voted unanimously to send a letter to 20 of the world's largest fossil fuel companies. And that letter is or would be asking the companies to pay their fair share of climate costs in that municipality. It's uh, similar similar to letters uh, that have already been sent uh, from two other Vancouver Island communities and similar uh, to what we've seen uh, from some other local governments. And here to talk a bit more about this and what this uh, really means is Anjali Apadure. She she is uh, a member of the Climate Law in Our Hands campaign, also a climate communications and engagement specialist at West Coast Environmental Law. Uh, Thank you so much, Anjali. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Jill. Thanks for having me. Uh, what exactly uh, do you think, or what is the the uh, purpose of this letter? The purpose of this letter is um, on two levels, on um, a legal and a symbolic level. Um, and legally, it just asserts that communities in B.C. have the right to demand a fair share of the costs that they're currently bearing all by themselves um, from the companies, um, because the companies did a large part to cause climate change and to cause the climate impacts that communities across BC are experiencing right now, from sea level rise to wildfires to all kinds of other impacts. Um, and the cost for those impacts are being borne by community members and by taxpayers. Um, for example, this Metro Vancouver alone is expected to pay $9.5 billion for climate adaptation by the end of the century. Um, and that shouldn't be our cost to pay alone. So the fossil fuel companies need to pay a fair share of that. So the letter just asserts that we have the right to um, to a fair share of those costs from the companies. And it's also uh, symbolic. It's putting power back in the hands of the communities and saying um, that companies need to pay up. Uh, and sending a letter like this to companies uh, such as Chevron, Shell, Exxon and such, do you know if there's been any response from the companies? Not yet. You know, uh, this type of action against fossil fuel companies is pretty new. Um, this is the first action of its type it, that we know of in Canada. It's pretty revolutionary and new, um, but it's starting to happen slowly around the world. Um, and right here on the West Coast, um, San Francisco and Oakland recently filed lawsuits against um, uh, similar companies. Um, so we're starting to see this type of action around the world. Um, and we haven't directly received a response from the companies yet, but I'm sure as more municipalities start sending these letters, um, they won't have a choice but to respond. I would, I would imagine, though, part of the response would be, yes, we are fossil fuel companies, and, and yes, this is, this is all connected, but it's still consumers and it's still residents mm-hmm. who are purchasing the gas and are purchasing their product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a common thing that we hear as well. Um, and that is true. But on the other side of it, um, it's also these companies have known about climate change since the late 1960s. We know that now. And we also know that these companies have poured money into climate denial, into funding misinformation about climate change, and into basically deceiving the broader public about the impacts of climate change for several decades now. And so they've embedded themselves in our economy, in our society as our primary source of energy, um, and to the point where now they've undercut the cost of renewables and of cleaner alternatives so that many of us are sort of 
we are trapped in a very fossil fuel addicted economy. We don't really have an affordable mainstream alternative to oil and gas. And so for the average consumer, it's not really an option for us to totally remove ourselves from the oil and gas economy. And then the companies profit to the tune of, you know, billions of hundreds of billions of dollars from this fossil fuel economy. So they've done um, very much a proactive share in creating climate change knowingly. And so the ask is all is just that, you know, this is a global problem, climate change, and we're all bearing the cost together. And we're just asking that the companies bear their fair share of the cost. And what would that look like if you say for the $9.5 billion in Metro Vancouver alone when it comes to, to climate change mm-hmm. and, and dealing with that, would it be putting that bill to the companies? Or how, how would we see the companies actually pay for this and be more accountable? Well, so um, there's a body of work called the Carbon Majors that shows how um, 90 entities, mostly companies, are responsible for almost two-thirds of global emissions. And so we actually know for those top 90 companies what percentage of, of um, global um, emissions they're responsible for. And essentially, to put it very simply, we're just asking for that respective percentage um, of the community's climate costs. So if we're talking to Exxon, um, and Exxon's responsible for around 5%, um, then we would be just essentially asking Exxon to pay for 5% of that community's climate costs. Would that result, do you think, in a reduction of costs for consumers? Like you said, many people, it's not as though there's an alternative to driving your car or heating your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pay carbon taxes. We keep paying a lot more money. Do you think it would, exactly. would it lead to a reduction in what the consumer would have to pay? I would imagine so. I can't say that for sure. Um, I'm not quite sure how each local government or municipal government would distribute, redistribute those costs, but I imagine that if Metro Vancouver residents don't have to shoulder um, a full $9.5 billion tax uh, burden for climate costs, I'm sure that that would be uh, reduced in, in the form of carbon taxes or um, whatnot for the consumer. Uh, you mentioned as well uh, cl- uh, class action lawsuits or lawsuits uh, going against uh, the companies. Uh, do you think BC, mm-hmm. uh, should BC be going down that route as well? Well, that's partly what these letters are here to test. Um, we think it's very possible for uh, BC municipalities to uh, participate in a class action lawsuit against some of these companies. And West Coast has um, put some research and um, and. Um, has done a lot of research into what that kind of case would look like. Uh, But climate lawsuits are cropping up all over the world. There's a whole wave of them happening. Um, I mean, the California one being the closest to home, but all over the world, in in Peru, in in Germany, in Switzerland, in the Philippines, in Ecuador. Um, So I think it's very possible, and it might be the necessary next step, because these companies have a huge hold in our lives, and um, and we're paying increasingly for the cost of climate change. I mean, these wildfires that BC's been seeing every year, the climate models are showing that they're only going to be increasing in frequency and severity. And uh, communities across the coastline of BC are already uh, paying extra to pay for the future impacts of sea level rise. There's going to be a lot of communities and homes um, and, and coastline lost from sea level rise before the end of the century. So climate change is happening faster than we know. It looks a little different in every community across BC, um, but but it's very real. And so lawsuits might just be the next step. 
Well, Anjali, we'll uh, watch and see, uh, definitely to see what happens with this uh, and as more letters are written. But appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much, Jill. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.